This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Good morning. This is Mark Snyder on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org, and it's time for Chamber Chatter a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders underwritten by MapTunes Long Island Chamber Maps. I have three chamber presidents with me today from the South Shore of Nassau County. Ira Ryder from Merrick, Ben Jackson, Freeport, and Frank George from Baldwin. All lined up perfectly. So if you're taking the Long Island Railroad Babylon line, it's Baldwin, Freeport, Merrick, you get the idea. Now, guys, this is a little self-serving on my part because I was born in Freeport at what was then called Doctor's Hospital, and I lived there till I was three. Then my family moved to Baldwin, and I was there until I was 16. And Ira, who knows, maybe when the time comes, I'll retire to Merrick, and then we can complete the trifecta. All right, Ira, Ben, Frank, thanks for joining me today on Chamber Chatter. Welcome. Thank you for having us. All right, also on the big show today, Day Tripper. Let's spend a day in each of these communities. What's there to do? We're going to find out. Genie in a bottle? That's what three wishes do our presidents have for their chamber in 2022. They're going to tell us. And then on Ask a Leader, I'll turn the microphone over and let our guests talk amongst themselves. So Frank George, let's start with you. Your family has a rich history of chamber leadership. Your sister Jenny, who was on the show a few years back, and your dad are both former presidents of the Freeport Chamber of Commerce. You are the president of the Baldwin Chamber. So tell me uh, how your family became so community-minded. Well, I think that's something that's handed down. Along with the business, it's also the mentality of how to run the business. And part of the uh, mentality of running the business is being involved in the community. Uh, Like you mentioned, my father was the president of the Freeport Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Many times, my sister, myself, and my brother uh, would go to these events for the Freeport Chamber of Commerce, and we would see what would happen there. We would get uh, sort of a glimpse into the... uh, into the aspect of the chamber life and uh, that rubs off. And that was something my father really instilled in us that being part of the community is key to being any successful business. Sure. You can be successful financially, but if you're not helping the community, if you're not giving back to the community, if you're not uh, putting in uh, your sweat into the community, then you're still not a successful community business. So I transferred that over into the location in Baldwin. Uh, Before the store was even open, I joined the chamber. Uh, Then I joined the board. And now uh, in November, I was sworn in as the new president. After 11 years of Eric Mahler being the president in in, uh, the Baldwin Chamber of Commerce, I'm the new president. And uh, I won't be here for 11 years as a president, uh, but I will definitely try to leave my mark and uh, leave it a better place. Yeah, 11 years is a long run. Uh, We do have chamber presidents on from time to time who've been doing it eight, nine, 10 years, but you're right. 
it's a long time. It's time to pass the torch. Absolutely. And uh, we have had Eric on our program as well. So uh, it's nice to have Baldwin back. It's got a special place in my heart. Thank you. Ira, we've known each other for a little while now. Sort of uh, familiar faces at chamber meetings. Yes, we have. Each of us, each of us giving a knowing nod. Um, you were the vice president of the Merrick Chamber the last time we spoke. And I asked you then if you're going to move up to the you know, when the current president term, uh, current president's term ended, and you gave me a resounding no. So what changed for you? Uh, well, it, it was a no. Uh, leading up, I was been vice president for several years uh, and chaired the festival, which was my, uh, that was my go-to, my big go-to with the Chamber of Commerce, chairing both the festivals that we do. Uh, my wife was very much against it, and just time just didn't allow to uh, spend the extra time being president. Uh, in the last couple of years, uh, everything being shut down, I just felt it was my uh, time to move up and get through with all the opening after everything was shut down. And I just made a very smooth transition from uh, things being shut down to uh, everything in town starting to open up fully. And it was just my time to uh, move up. So you just started last month? Uh, actually, I started, I was sworn in last year when everything was still uh, up in the air and closed down. So uh, this would be my uh, second my second year as uh, the two year term. Okay, great. So Ira, uh, recently the Merrick Chamber added an electronic sign at the intersection of Sunrise Highway and Merrick Avenue. Uh, it appears to be the envy of many chambers. Um, I've had several presidents, board members mention your sign to me. Uh, how did that come about? Uh, that's, that was a long time coming. Uh, we've been talking about that when Randy Shotlin was president several years ago, that was his idea. He wanted to come up with, uh, with an electronic sign, the sign that we had there to welcome to Merrick sign by the chamber was in disrepair. Uh, we've been band-aiding it for years. Uh, it was a whole permit process going through, getting the property, getting the land, getting the land, getting the permits, uh, all the projects going on and off. We were, we were able to get sponsorships to cover uh, the cost of it. Uh, we have ongoing sponsors. We have uh, year annual uh, sponsorships. We have monthly sponsorships on there. It just pay, it pays for the sign, and we use it as a community board to uh, show everything that uh, we're doing uh, in the community and all the all the rest of the organizations. We let everyone uh, take a chance in putting uh, their information out there, so it gets out to the community. It's great. You know, uh, I'm presently working in Plainview Old Beth Page, and I actually had a business owner say to me, hey, how do I get my business on that Merrick sign? I said, I think you have to be a member. <laughs> it, it is opened up to um, it is opened up to members only, uh, fortunately and un unfortunately for those that are out of town. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben and uh, Frank, have you guys seen the sign I'm talking about? Yes, I have. It's very impressive. Very great work. I yeah. Agreed. I think you're the first on Long Island to have one. Yeah, we're probably one of the first as a chamber to have it. It was uh, just something that we uh, wanted to get done for a long time. And it really is a, it's our sign, but we use it as a community uh, welcome sign for uh, all around town. That's great. Well done with that. All right, Ben Jackson, pressure's on, man. Frank George is watching you today. His <laughs> father and his sister ran your chamber at one time, as we just discussed. Uh, how are things going with, uh, with you in the Freeport Chamber? Things are going great. Frank's uh, sister, I was vice president of Frank's sister, so worked very close with her. She was fantastic. She did a great job with the chamber. Um, we've done, a, we've instituted a lot of things. Our membership is up, our finances are up all through COVID. 
Uh, we've got more involved involvement. I've sent out mailers to try and get, you know, attract more businesses. We're very closely involved with the village. Uh, we meet with the mayor on a monthly basis, any issues we could bring to him directly. So we, you know, we try to get uh, help, help our constituents, help, help everybody who's uh, all the businesses in Freeport. I like that the Freeport Chamber gets together monthly with the mayor. I've, I've been made aware of that uh, for quite some time now, and I've shared that with other chambers that I've worked with, uh, whether you have a mayor or you have a town supervisor, whoever you know the, the higher power is. But I think it's great that you guys do have that sort of monthly gathering. Very, very well done. Now, how did you get involved with the chamber? I know you're, uh, you're in construction. Uh, what brought you into the Chamber of Commerce? Well, funny story. So I've been in business 41 years. And years ago, I joined the chamber and uh, it, was, it was, well, it was a different time. And people said, you know, well, he doesn't wear a suit to the lunch. I said, well, I work in construction. I, you know, I can't go home and shower and put a suit on to come to lunch. So I kind of dropped out for a while. But then I started talking to people. I wanted to get involved again. We're right off the nautical mile. There's a lot of businesses here in the chamber. It's a big part of Freeport. They're all my friends and family. So, uh, you know, any way I could help, I, I really always wanted to help. It's been great. We've done a lot of uh, donations. I know uh, Jenny's business gave out turkeys, gave out water. Anytime, anytime we approach her, she's been great with, with uh, things for community service, things for, you know, we're doing in our community. For clarity, what is Jenny's business? Uh, uh, Gala Foods. I want to call it by the old name. I'm sorry, Frank. No, Gala Foods in Freeport. It's on Merrick Road. They're fantastic. They, they're great for our community. Thank you. That's great. Um, so to my audience, you've now met our three guests. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more with each one of them. But one of our features is called Day Tripper. And that's a segment that kind of takes you for a trip around the community. So we're going to take our first little run with uh, Frank. We're going to go visit Baldwin. And Frank, I've lived in Baldwin not once but twice during my childhood, as I mentioned. And then, then, then again, uh, right after I got married and my wife and I started our family there. So we moved away in 94. And uh, I don't doubt a lot has changed in nearly 30 years. So I'm coming home, so to speak. And I want to spend uh, the day in beautiful Baldwin. What's there for me to do with my family of five? Tell my audience. Well, if you're spending the whole day in Baldwin, then you would have to start with some breakfast, right? And uh, thankfully, Baldwin has a plethora of restaurants to choose from, delis, and uh, we have Baldwin Coach Diner. So I would definitely recommend going to the diner or going to uh, one of the delis, like Deli Boy, and grabbing a bacon, egg, and cheese. Nice New York-style uh, breakfast there. Uh, and then from there, going to Baldwin Park. Uh, Baldwin Park, it's a huge park. Apparently, it's the second most popular park in Nassau County, according to the county office. Uh, there's a skate park. There are four baseball fields. There are two soccer fields. Uh, it's, there, there's a nice view of the water. It's a beautiful, beautiful, nice-sized park. Uh, but that, I would say, is the number one uh, attraction for you and the, and the, uh, the kids in Baldwin. After that, got to go to lunch, right? Because you're going to build up an appetite at the park. Uh, once you build up that appetite, again, you have a lot of options. You can come, you can go to Gala, right? Order a sandwich, chips, and soda. Or you can go to uh, grab a slice at Gino's or at uh, a Touch of Italy in North Baldwin. Um, but food is always going to, I think, going to be the key 
in uh, a lot of our chambers, especially places like Freeport and, and Merrick that are big with restaurants as well. Uh, I think we all offer great options for dining. Uh, so let's say after lunch, uh, you decide on lunch, and then you can go to a place like Pat's Dance Studio, watch uh, watch the kids uh, perform. Uh, they always help us out in the events like the Christmas tree lighting, uh, Baldwin Day. They go and they do a performance for the for the attendees. Or you can go to a place maybe like uh, Emerson Souza Jiu-Jitsu and uh, practice martial arts as a family that he does uh, Jiu-Jitsu for adults and children. Uh, and that's, that's, I'm actually uh, a member of that gym. So, uh, it's definitely, definitely a good time. It's a great workout. Uh, and then from there again, you have to go and get some food because now you worked up another appetite for dinner and Baldwin has pretty much the world, uh, when it comes to cuisine, if you want Jamaican, uh, Italian, Dominican, uh, Guyanese, Mexican, all types of food. Uh, you can find it here in Baldwin. So the toughest part is really going to be just to decide what you rather eat. Uh, but that's going to be a nice, beautiful day in Baldwin. There's a lot to do, and we'll, we'll be happy to have uh, anybody come visit Baldwin and see what Baldwin has to offer. Cool. You have a Guyanese restaurant there. Yes. What kind of food is Guyanese food? Uh, well, Guyanese is uh, West Indian. So uh, a lot, a lot of spices. Um, we actually have a new member that just joined. They're opening a restaurant in the uh, shopping center where Blink, where the Blink Gym is located, um, and uh, that's uh, a roadie restaurant, which is also West Indian. Uh, which you said you haven't been here in, in you haven't lived in Baldwin since '94, um, but that is that's one of the big changes that it's become uh, a lot more diverse. And with that, that diversity, we have all these different types of cuisines coming in. And uh, my, my palate has grown tremendously. You know, <laughs> Jamaican food has become one of my favorite uh, foods. Uh, if you like spice, you're going to love Jamaican food. You're going li to love West Indian food. But uh, when it comes to food, I, I have no complaints in Baldwin. All right. Next time I'm in the neighborhood, let's grab lunch. Absolutely. All right. Let's take a break. And then we're going to come back with Genie in a Bottle, which is where we find out what three wishes our leaders have for their chamber organization. And we're going to spend a day in Freeport. Ben Jackson's going to tell us all about it. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. We're coming right back. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Once again, Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the Maptoon Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, you can download the Maptoons app, that's M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S, or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leaders with me today are Ira Ryder. He's the president of the Merrick Chamber of Commerce. Ben Jackson, he's with the Freeport Chamber. He's the president there as well. And Frank George, president of the Baldwin Chamber of Commerce. All right, gentlemen, let's play Genie in a Bottle. Uh, this is where our listening audience learns about the three wishes that you have as presidents for your chamber organization. Now, Ben, I'm going to start with you because back in August of 2019, we had Jenny George on the program. 
there's that George name again. She was the president of your chamber at the time, and, and she gave us three wishes. I want to discuss two of them with you specifically sure. to see how the chamber is progressing. Sure. So let's listen to this first audio, and then we're going to discuss. This is Jenny on our program back in August 2019. I would ask for much more active participation on behalf of the community and the businesses to grow and develop the chamber into a real representation of what Freeport is. Freeport's a very multicultural uh, village, and I think there's a lot of growth that the chamber can have if it incorporates all the different multicultural businesses that are in Freeport. So is the chamber making any progress in this area, Ben? Absolutely. It's one of the things uh, I admired very highly of, of Jenny. My family moved here because it's a diverse area, and I think it's the most wonderful things in the world. It's one of my biggest initiatives was we have kind of a division, uh, call it natural, call it what it may be, between North and South Freeport. And what I've been up in North Freeport every week, I'm trying to bring businesses in. I'm trying to say we are all one. You know, we are all businesses in Freeport. We're all Freeporters. Not, nobody cares if you're what nationality or religion or, you know, it's, it really doesn't matter. We did a big, big initiative and actually Jenny donated quite a bit to it where we had a Bridging the Gap initiative, where we did it up in Northeast Park. Uh, it's in more of a minority neighborhood. And we said, you know, let's all get together at events. We had uh, uh, all kinds of venues there. It was really great. I actually, I spent the day barbecuing, cooking food for everybody. So that Jenny split. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a great event. And it's one of my biggest initiatives. I, I grew up in this town. This town is not just South Freeport. It's not just North Freeport. This, we are one town. That's great. You know, uh, Amityville went through a, a, a similar experience. Um, they were somewhat divided community, Amityville and North Amityville, but it's the same zip code. Yeah. And um, after 10 years of one president, a uh, new president came in and said, no, enough of this. This is one town. And uh, she made a concerted effort to spend an abundance of her time in North Amityville and really reaching out and welcoming that part of the community into the fold. And they had and have continued to have very good success with that. So I, I admire what you're doing and I'm telling you it, it, it can be done and it can be successful. Yes. All right, here's a second clip from Jenny. Let's have a listen and then we can discuss this. Going into the, the second one would be showing our businesses the worth and the value of, of being part of a chamber, of being part of, you know, being more involved in the community. That's definitely an issue, especially when you have, um, you know, different cultures, different languages. Uh, one of the things that, that we're going to look into doing now is having a bilingual website, having bilingual um, advertising for our chamber, having activities all advertised bilingually because at the end of the day, it is more representative of who is in Freeport right now and who we're serving. So how's that going? I love the idea. Did that ever come to fruition? Yes, we do have certain things. The application, our application you can get in Spanish. Um, the website, I don't think we've converted yet, but it is on my radar. Um, this is also something I worked with Jenny very highly. And, and we, you know, what happens is we, we spoke about um, in Amityville when they went into a different area. I mean, I'm a white Irish guy, 
And no matter how you look at it, I'm different from other people. And it's not that I look at them differently, but they may look at me differently. First thing people say is, you know, I think he's a cop, <laughs> you know, um, but it's, you know, breaking through those barriers has been great. I've had a lot of help. I haven't done this on my own. I have a lot of help with my chamber. Everybody's really on board with this. It's been great. All right, good. So Ben, now it's your turn. What are your three wishes for the Freeport Chamber of Commerce? Uh, uh, bringing the entire village together, building on it where we have more businesses and having more people involved. I think that's, you know, really, really my for three wishes. Um, involvement is tough, but I think when we increase membership, people start to see it. The more people that are here, the more people are willing to donate their time and do things and keep things moving. Um, uh, COVID's been a big strike for all of us. You know, people aren't going out. People aren't joining in. That's unfortunately how we fund our, our chambers, um, you know, having these events. So th that's been a little bit of a struggle, which we've, we've managed to get through. Um, I, but I think that's a big thing. Getting involved in your community helps you bring businesses into the chamber. That's my belief. When I look back on the chamber wishes over the last several years, it's really a shame because the pandemic has definitely hampered a lot of the ideas and the goals and the dreams that these guests that we've had on our program and a lot of them haven't materialized for that reason so maybe 2022 is the year we can finally put this all behind us and move forward it'd be nice i sure hope so ira i wish i could play you some audio from your past president femi aziz because she was on our show about three years ago but we hadn't yet introduced the feature genie in a bottle until a little while after she was on the show. So I turn to you. Let me paint a picture. Let's say you're taking a stroll at the Norman J. Levy Park and Preserve, one of my favorite spots on Long Island, by the way. There are two lakes at the top of the overlook there. And in one of the lakes, you see a bottle floating by. You pick it up, you open it. And now pops a genie granting you three wishes for your chamber. What are they? Well, probably first and foremost at this point with the pandemic is that we get past the pandemic uh, and we get back to full working business and full communities. Uh, I think everyone uh, all over the place wants to do that. Um, we've had a, a struggle with that and we're trying to get past that as that's our biggest wish is to put that behind us. Uh, secondly is to increase our membership we want our membership to be uh, striving even more than it is now. Uh, as good as we are, we want to improve and make it better. Uh, and the more members we have, uh, just like Ben said, um, they get involved and it makes it better for the community. The more the chamber does as a chamber for the businesses, the community strives with it. Um, and then we certainly want um, community involvement that we uh, try and keep all the community involved with uh, the chamber. Uh, we try to be their go-to place for any question or concerns that the community has with anything pertaining to uh, the town, the county, the state, where we like to be their go-to for all Ira, their uh, concerns. Ira, you're not much different than a lot of the presidents because your first two wishes are the most popular. People wish for this pandemic to go away and their second wish is to boost membership. So you're on the same page. All right, finally, we're gonna get to Frank. Frank, uh, let me reminisce a little as I paint a picture for you. Let's say you're way up in North Baldwin, so close you can almost touch the Southern State Parkway, and you're hanging out at Kozneck Park, one of my favorite places to go as a kid. 
And in the grass, you see a magic lantern. And you, when you pick it up, you rub it and out pops a genie, granting you three wishes for the chamber. What are you wishing for? Number one, for all businesses to thrive. Uh, I think, uh, like we've mentioned already, the pandemic has put a hamper on. A lot of businesses have made a lot of businesses go under or struggle. And uh, I think it's important for businesses to thrive, not just in my chamber, not just in Baldwin, but across 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 the globe, honestly. I think it has sort of, uh, it affects. If, if Freeport's doing well, then Baldwin's going to do well. If Merrick's doing well, then Freeport's going to do well, uh, and vice versa. So that's definitely my number one wish. Number two would be uh, that the next generation, such as myself, uh, we start seeing the importance of these type of organizations. I think uh, I th it's unfortunate that, that, that it seems this way, but I think that, it's, that many of the younger business owners don't really see the benefits of joining something like the chamber or, or don't, they don't want to donate their time or their effort uh, to something like the chamber of commerce. Uh, like I mentioned before, for, I was fortunate enough to have learned that from, from my father uh, but a lot of people don't have that, that benefit. A lot of people are first time business owners, first generation business owners, and don't understand that benefit. But I think with time and as long as we adapt, uh, when I say we, I mean the chambers, as long as we adapt to become more, more digital and more modern, uh, start promoting on social media. We've gotten very heavy on social media in Baldwin. If we start doing that, then the younger crowd, I feel, is going to start seeing that, that benefit. Uh, we've started seeing that happening in Baldwin. We've started seeing that younger crowd start coming in, uh, such as uh, that No Good Burger Joint on Atlantic Avenue that they're young owners, or uh, Park Realty that just opened up on Grand Avenue. We had their grand opening last year. They're young owners, and they signed up. Uh, because they, And they mentioned that they see how much we're promoting on social media, uh, and that's, that's huge for the future. Uh, so I hope that, that my, again, my second wish, that that generation sees these benefits and they start signing up. And uh, third is that not only that this pandemic ends, but that we never have to see anything like this ever again in the future, because the amount of people that, that were hurt, that they that lost family members, that lost loved ones. And on the amount of people that lost their businesses, it's, it's a shame. And uh, hopefully we never have to experience something like this ever again. Mm. Your second wish is an interesting one because it's a catch 22. How does the chamber lure in the younger business owners, right? At the same time, you need to lure them in to make the chamber younger. So it's a, it's a, it's a tricky situation, but you're absolutely right. Um, chambers can afford to go, be younger and they can certainly help. Like you said, going digital is a huge part of it. So um, that's not a problem for just you, but that's a problem for a lot of the chambers on Long Island. And uh, I'm sure you'll all figure it out. You're all, you're all smart people. Guys, I want to take a quick second before we get to our next day tripper segment where we're going to go visit Freeport, great town. Um, I want to just spend a quick minute with each of you telling my audience, what do you guys have planned for 2022? And um, Ben, I'm going to start with you again. Uh, just let my audience know some things that are coming up on the calendar year. Uh, obviously, um, you know, COVID permitting. But uh, what are you guys looking to do this year? Well, we're going to we're uh, in the process right now of scheduling our installation dinner. That'll be the next major event we do. 
Um, we're hoping to hold it at Tropics, the new catering hall at the end of the Nautical Mile. Fantastic place, super classy, high end, really nice. We had our uh, uh, we had a 500 club last fall there. It's great. Um, I continually am looking for ways to bring in new members. One suggestion I had is I sent out a mailer, cost me about 500 bucks. I got that back in the initial fees of new members. That also brings in some new members. Just a little mailing. This is what we do. This is where we are. Since we are a uh, incorporated village, it's easier for us because of our connections with the village. People may have permitting problems or things like that, billing issues with the village. We have direct contact with them where it's not as widespread where you guys are in town of Hempstead. It's a little more difficult. Um, one of the things personally I'm doing, I'm, I'm also going to run for the school board for the village because uh, I want to help out for the kids. You know, I, th I think we could do uh, a little bit better for the kids here in the village. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. Um, let's go back to, um, Ira, Ira, what, uh, what do you got planned for Merrick for the year? Uh, a couple of our bigger events. Uh, we have our spring festival, the end of April. Uh, it's going to be the first spring festival we had. And uh, we had the last two years, we haven't been able to have it. Um, we're looking forward to do our, our small, uh, kid, we call it kid fest that actually, uh, raises money for scholarships. We give scholarships out to each of the uh, three high schools and the, uh, Merrick Belmore community. Uh, the school districts are combined. Uh, we've been uh, lack. We've uh, certainly kept up with our uh, plea of taking care of scholarships. Uh, however, we haven't had a festival. Our fall festival, which is our street fair, which we close the street down, that is going to be late October. We uh, again, two years we didn't have it. We were ab actually able to pull it off this past October. Uh, we had one of the best festivals we had. We're looking forward to uh, expanding it even more. Uh, we had probably the best spectator turnout. We had the best, the uh, best vendor turnout. Our rides were phenomenal. It was just the community was just looking to get out and do something on the outside and get back to normal. Um, those are our two highlight events. Uh, we're going to do a weekly market again coming in the spring, which every week we're going to have our quality vendors come in uh, and make everything in an outside market and make all kinds of wares available and food. And uh, we like to be the have the community involved with everything that we do. Frank, uh, Frank, I'm sorry, Ira, what about the uh, car shows? You're going to bring them back again? The uh, car show is done by the uh, Sheriff's Department, by the Widows Association. I believe they're looking to come back uh, to, to come back into Merrick. Uh, last year, they didn't do Merrick. Uh, they went uh, a couple of towns over into Seaford. They are looking to come back into Merrick at this point, so we're going to work with them to uh, bring the car show back. My misunderstanding. I thought that was a, a chamber function. Uh, no, it wasn't a chamber function. Uh, and there's a second car show... Uh, that's done also late in the year. We're going to look to get involved uh, with the car show. So we'll have a Father's Day. We're looking to have a Father's Day car show, uh, not done by the chamber, but we want to support it and uh, and have a community involvement. And then uh, there's one later that also is quality, not done by the chamber, but we're going to look to be involved with that and uh, broadcast that and make that in a, a car show in a big way. Great. Um, Frank, what's going on in Baldwin for 2022? What do you guys got lined up? Well, uh, what we're working on right now, uh, we're working on our veteran banners. So we, we started a program last year that you can purchase a banner uh, honoring a vet. And we have those banners uh, posted up all down Grand Avenue, uh, down Merrick Road, and down Atlantic. Uh, that was a huge hit. People seem to, seem to really, really enjoy that. Uh, we were able to honor uh, these vets and have them publicly displayed. 
So that's what we're working on now. Uh, we're starting to take orders for that. Uh, apart from that, we're trying to find ways to bring back Baldwin Day. Uh, we weren't able to do it uh, the last two years due to the pandemic, but Baldwin Day was uh, always a huge hit. We would start the day off at Baldwin Park, and uh, it would start off sort of like a uh, like a street like a street uh, vendor festival. We would have uh, games for the kids. We would have the uh, membership. We're able to set up tables and promote their company. Uh, give out give out all types of literature. We would uh, give out burgers, hot dogs uh, that were all donated. We will sell. We would sell baskets with gift cards and uh, other goods that were donated from uh, hair salons and that sort of thing, spas. Uh, and that was always a great event because then it ended with a concert from the town of Hempstead and fireworks that we would put up as a chamber. Uh, you know, because of the pandemic, we put it on hold and, be, and also because it was getting more expensive every year. Uh, hmm. So these, those fireworks alone were costing us over $10,000 um, each event. So uh, we're trying to see if there's something that we can do to either bring that back or substitute that event in the summer because we do want Baldwin to have a big summer event to have its residents excited for. Uh, so that's something that we're very happy about, very excited about and working hard for. Uh, something else that's coming up in the near future is a art mural. It's an art mural that's going on on, on Atlantic Avenue, uh, right by Deli Boy and that No Good Burger Joint. Uh, it's one of these uh, sort of graffiti art that you see now all over, popping up all over Instagram that people want to take their picture in front of. Um, so we have we have an artist coming in and working with the local businesses. Uh, we're trying to bring those outdoor, those outside of Baldwin dollars into Baldwin, and see if they. If they come in and take a picture with that art mural, then they go get a burger at that No Good Burger joint, or maybe go get a drink and some wings at the Irish pub or a slice of pizza at the local pizzeria, that sort of thing. Great. Moving on here, guys. Okay, it's time for the second day tripper segment. And this time, Chamber President Ben Jackson is going to take us for a stroll around Freeport, the boating and fishing capital of the East, as it says in your logo. Ben, tell me how my family can spend a day in your historic community. Sure. Well, that's, I mean, we, we obviously have tons of restaurants, uh, you know, same as Baldwin, a lot of diversity in the restaurants. So you can almost find anything you want to eat. We have one of the best diners around. The Imperial Diner is fantastic. She's a, uh, Lana's a great chamber member. She's a big help to us in the chamber. Um, after breakfast, you know, the Nautical Mile is fantastic. They have boats that go out for fishing. They have, uh, Seal watching, which is seasonal. Uh, their boats are just tours of the marshes. You can go on, uh, you know, the water taxi, uh, which is also seasonal, but they'll take you around. They do environmental tours. They do all kinds of stuff. So there's a lot of fun to be had down on the mile. There's great shopping in the middle of the town. Obviously, um, you got to go to Gallo for lunch. That's one of the places. Uh, Montana's Pizza right at the end of the mile is fantastic. Captain Lou Fleet. They have everything you would want. There's plenty of restaurants down at the mile to eat also if you want to stick local. Um, same thing with dinner. You know, there's, there's a lot, a ton of great restaurants, uh, great chamber members. We have Portuguese. We have, we also have a Guyanese restaurant, which is pretty funny. And so they just opened around the corner, fantastic food, which has also opened my eyes to a lot of food I've never had before, which is great. 
Um, we just had uh, Porta Plata is a new Dominican restaurant. Um, this is the third one. They have a couple in the city, extremely successful. They just bring you a bucket full of food. It's just, you know, fantastic. A lot of fun. So there's a lot of good times in Freeport. We have parks. We have two pools. We just took over Cal Meadow Park from the county. Uh, that's going to be redeveloped. That's going to be fantastic. We have about 32 acres of parkland. That's an additional 36 acres in, in Cal Meadow Park, which they just took over last week from the county. So they're going to be big stuff. We're going to have a beach down there. We're going to have a lifeguard chair. You can go swimming. Uh, boating down here is fantastic. It's one of the best. I'm a big fisherman. I'm a big boater. I'm a big scuba diver. This is a place you got to be. Wow. So you took over Cal Meadow Park from the county. How did that come about? Uh, it, it was very tough for the county to maintain it, uh, to police it, since it's so far out of their district. Um, it, I think it was more of a burden on the county than it could be. Uh, the mayor was able to negotiate with the county, had to be approved through the state. It was a very long process. This has been going on uh, well over a year. Um, our mayor is fantastic. He got this pushed through. And it's now, so we now more than doubled our parkland here in the village. Great for the residents. Uh, as a kid, I remember when it was being built. Pretty funny, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, and, it, and it needs to be restored. It's, it's fallen in a little bit of disrepair. Not to anybody's fault. It's just hard for them to maintain it. And it's, I think it's a fantastic thing. It's another great thing that's happening here in the village. You have a very popular mayor. Seems to be doing a really good job. He keeps get, getting reelected, so he's doing something right. Yeah, he's a great guy, and he does a fantastic job for the village. Uh, two quick questions before we uh, take a break. Um, any chance the uh, floating casino comes back? Uh, I don't know. I think I think it left because it wasn't very successful. I think the problem is you got to go three miles offshore. For where we are, three miles offshore, could be really rough. Uh, I heard stories of the boat, half the boat being sick. Wow. Uh, which is no fun, you know? <laughs> so, it, yeah, so it's limited to as to when they can go out. You can't really schedule something because Mother Nature does whatever she wants. So it's it's uh, it didn't succeed only because of itself, because of the conditions here. That's my thoughts on it. Interesting. And then the other thing is you had mentioned earlier in one of your answers that uh, Freeport is a village. But correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong is there are there parts of Freeport that are not in the village? Uh, or is the entire town the part of the village? The entire, the entire village is one. There are parts that the school district lines don't necessarily follow the, the border of the Baldwin Freeport. I know that some Freeport residents actually go to Baldwin schools, but it's still Freeport. That is very true. I remember that from Baldwin High School. We had said, you're from Freeport? What are you doing here? You know, right, right. Yeah, across Brookside Avenue there, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's step out for a short break. Uh, when we return, it's time to ask a leader. That's where I stop asking the questions, and I'm going to let Ira, Ben, and Frank take the mic. You're listening to 88.1 FM and WCWP.org, and this is Chamber Chatter. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me introduce my three chamber presidents here with me today. Ira Ryder, he's the Merrick Chamber President, Ben Jackson, Freeport Chamber, and Frank George, President of the Baldwin Chamber. And now it's time to ask a leader. 
All right, this is where I turn over the microphone to our chamber leaders with me today, and I let them ask the questions themselves. Now, Ira, I'm going to start with you. Um, you're into your second year as chamber president, um, but not even a full year yet for you, correct? Uh, no, this will be my second. This will be my second year. So it started January to January, January first to January first. So this so you're will be right uh, into your second, second year. year. Okay. All right. I'm sure you have a question for uh, one or both of your South Shore neighbors here with us. Uh, just trying to uh, ask how you guys get more members and what's the best way to improve your membership. Well, I can, I can tell you what I do, and it's been very successful outside of personally going out. I ask everybody, keep membership applications in your car. You know, you're going to the deli and getting a cup of coffee, walk in with a, you know, um, walk in with a membership application. I'd like you to join the chamber. The other thing we did that I think was very successful is we were able to get a list of all businesses in our village. And I periodically send out a mailer to them. Does it add five, 10, you know, not a lot, but it's, it pays for the list. So it's worthwhile financially and you're adding members that way. And the other thing is I push it within my meetings. You know, I tell directors, look, if you have whatever it might be, 150 members, if everybody got two members, you could triple your membership. And how hard is it? Everybody knows somebody who's not a chamber member. And, uh, you know, it, it, like anything, you don't reach everybody, but if you reach half the people, you did well. Yeah, that's a good, reaching out is an important, is absolutely an important part of it. Uh, Frank, um, you have an answer for that? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, just like Ben mentioned, reaching out, I think is key. We ask everyone to call somebody or, or let somebody know that we have our meetings every second Wednesday of the month, uh, our lunch meetings. And uh, we tell them, look, if you know somebody, just invite them. They don't have to join to, to come to the meeting. Anybody can come to the meetings. They're, if they like what they see, then they, you know, join. We'll be happy to have you as a member. Then you get all the benefits of becoming a member. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, social media has helped us out tremendously. We have Melanie Vaughn from Past Dance Studio handling our social media. Uh, and she's been fantastic at it. Our social media has boomed in the last, uh, I would say in about the last year, year and a half. Uh, we've gotten very aggressive with our social media and our following, our followers have increased dramatically. Uh, I believe on Facebook, we have I'm not, I'm not, a few thousand followers. I'd say it's three or 5,000 followers. I don't remember off the top of my head the number, but a few thousand followers on Facebook uh, seeing this advertising that we do for free to the members. Uh, if you're a member, all you have to do is just send us something that you want us to post. If you have an event coming up, you have any type of special, if you have a restaurant that has uh, pasta Tuesdays or something like that, or taco Tuesdays, let us know. We'll, we'll happily post it. Uh, and we create the post ourselves. You don't even need to be creative with it. We do the, the creative ourselves if you need us to. Uh, and I think that's been a huge draw uh, for, for the membership. Uh, we're working on a trifold that we can hand out to uh, new businesses that we see that are opening up. Uh, hopefully we get that out soon, but we think that's going to be huge that if we see a, uh, you know, a, a business coming in that they're starting to renovate or, or a coming soon sign, we can pop in and say, here, join the chamber. Here's why we, we should join the chamber. Here, here are the top reasons you can join the chamber. And we think that's going to be a, a huge benefit. And Ira, you've got that electronic uh, sign now. 
which you can certainly use to solicit membership, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We do it. All, we do it all the time. Just wanted uh, Ben and uh, Frank's opinion on uh, what they're doing. I know uh, we all uh, similarly go after our members very similar way. Yeah, it's a very common uh, conversation piece. I will share one thing with you that uh, we've discussed many times over the years on this show is what Hicksville does. Um, you know, chambers typically have their meetings the same time every month. Typically. I know there are exceptions. Hicksville is the very exception to the rule. They rotate their meetings around. They do a breakfast one month. They do a lunch the following. They do a dinner the following. And twice a year, they have a Saturday meeting at the public library. And not every meeting is packed. But as the president will tell you, I don't know if you gentlemen know Lionel Chitty. He was the president for a long time. He's now the executive director. But he said, you know, on Saturday, I don't get a big crowd, but I see people that I don't see all year long. Yep. Because there are people business owners who will never make a breakfast, a lunch, or a dinner. They just won't. Their lifestyle won't allow it. But a Saturday, they can sneak out. Or you talk about having lunches. Well, if you're in the food business, you'll never make a lunch meeting. If dinners, if you're in the afternoon program business, gymnastics, school, dance studios, martial arts, you'll never make a dinner meeting. So by moving those meetings around, it opens them up to um, uh, being more accessible to new businesses. So food for thought, I like to bring them up because they're the only chamber I know of that rotates their meetings that way. Um, anyway, all right, Frank, what about you? Uh, you're the president of the Baldwin Chamber. How about a question for one or both, both of the presidents you have with us today? I do have a question for, for Ben and perhaps Ira. I'm not sure how much Ira charges for his meetings, but I did hear that the Freeport Chamber uh, charges a pretty hefty amount for their luncheons. Well, uh, well yeah, you know, um, compared to to what we charge and we've actually had a discussion of increasing it because the the cost for these restaurants have increased dramatically. Right. So we're kind of hesitant because we're afraid that it's going to affect the attendance of the members. So my question to to Ben and perhaps Ira is what made you make that decision to increase the cost? Uh, and did you see that adverse effect? So we just recently did this actually as of the first of the year. So it's hard to judge the effect we have. And one of the things we did say was if it does have a drastically, uh, drastically affects it, we're definitely going to have to change back. It doesn't have to be set in stone. My thoughts were we were getting very limited as to the venues we could go to. Um, I'm not in the food business, but if somebody said, you know, $20 for lunch, you know, in reality, for a sit-down restaurant, it's not enough. Um, we want it to be fair to our restaurants and also bring people in. We had restaurants that would say, well, I can't do a $20 lunch or I can't do a $30 dinner, so why should I join the chamber? I mean, that's the big attraction for, for a restaurant is you can bring somebody, you know, bring people in. you got a whole new group of people on a Tuesday night where you might not necessarily do business. So I wish I could tell you the fact. I like to think it's going to work out well. Um, but I, I really can't at this point. Uh, one of the things we did also, I, I just wanted to go back on what you were saying, Mark, was we also are doing a lunch and a dinner as an open meeting. So we're having two a month. 
And my thought was, you might not get as many people, but you'll get new people and you'll get more people. And I thought that would also help get people involved. That seems to be working out well. Um, we haven't gotten any complaints on the increase uh, fees yet, but we may. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know as it goes, right? All right, great. Thank you. We've been fortunate to have uh, been able to keep our lunches to uh, $20, one of our uh, restaurants out back. Uh, they're actually very good to us. Uh, they've been keeping the numbers uh, in order. Uh, we have a, a pretty decent turnout when we do lunch meetings where uh, we want to do a general meeting at night, like a networking uh, meeting. Uh, that's something that's on a plan to uh, get that going uh, with everything opening up. Uh, the lunch meeting we're able to get done. Din uh, networking, everyone's a little more face-to-face. -face. So we're just waiting for everything to uh, free up a little bit, and then we'll uh, address what the cost of that's going to be when, when it comes to it. And we haven't had, a, we haven't had much static at the uh, 20 or or $20 lunch meetings at this point. Hey guys, last month on the show, uh, we got to talking about, um, you know, businesses um, in town and not everybody's a brick and mortar. You know, there are a lot of people who work from home. And I mentioned, and I'll pass this along to you guys as well, that through the public library, through the website, there's a database called Reference USA. It's free and it's paid for by your taxes. But Reference USA tracks business by zip code all across America. You will be shocked if you went in and pulled up your zip code, how many businesses there are, people who are working from home, whether it be a contractor, whether it be a, a, a CPA, uh, the list is endless. But if you're looking to reach beyond just Main Street, just Merrick Avenue, you know, just uh, Merrick Road, Sunrise Highway, they're out there. So Reference USA, assign it to someone to go online, pull it up. It's a free uh, free database. See what you got. All right, Ben, uh, your turn here. Uh, you have a question for one of our, or both of our chamber leaders? Sure. One of the things I find is um, getting chamber members involved. Everybody likes going to the meetings. Everybody likes uh, coming out to the dinners. Everybody likes meetings and discussing things and voting things. When it comes time to run a dinner, run something else, it seems to be uh, a struggle. Understandably, look, everybody's working and I get it, but it's uh, that seems to be one of the bigger struggles I've been having with the chamber. You guys having that also? You have any suggestions? Yeah, that's a struggle that we've had for uh, years that uh, it's hard for uh, some of the business owners to get involved. Uh, we just try and, we try and get them involved to the best of their ability. Sometimes it could be something small, like just uh, maybe getting a letter out to someone. As long as they feel involvement, hopefully we'll uh, be able to entice them to uh, do more and get be more involved at one of our events and get them up to ch actually chair an event. Yep, I think, uh, I think it is difficult to get people to get more involved uh, on the back end, right? So something that we've tried to do is just sit down one-on-one -on -one and invite people onto the board because then they feel that they have that, that responsibility to really step up and offer more than just a regular membership. Uh, we actually lost a board member because he, he just outgrew Baldwin, uh, Colston Music, his name was Manny. He was uh, another younger, uh, younger guy, um, but we invited him on the board and he helped us out tremendously the short time he was there. He opened a location, uh, in Roosevelt Field or another location in Manhattan. And he just unfortunately lost the time. But 
And then we invited somebody else. We invited somebody named Paul Lizio, uh, that he owns Grandview Auto Body, uh, to, to join the board. Because we, you can see who wants to or who has the ability or the capability of helping out more than they are. And I think if you just show them that importance and show them that, that you appreciate uh, that hard work that they're willing to put in, uh, you can find people to do it. But it's very difficult. That's the reason Eric was the president for 11 years. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's hard to find people to step up. I know Eric's uh, involved also in the Freeport Chamber. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. So uh, when I when I told Eric that, that I'm willing to step up, he was ecstatic. <laughs> because everyone else, everyone else was like, no, no, Eric, you're doing a great job. You keep it up. But, um, but you know, 11 years is a long time. And, and I knew that... Uh, it, it, that somebody had to go ahead and and take that uh, take that weight off of his shoulders. Sure, sure. You know, uh, people's greatest need is to feel appreciated. So um, you're right, Frank. If you let people know how much you do appreciate their efforts, they're more inclined to want to pitch in. And listen, the other thing is you can also tell almost right away from the very get go who's going to roll up their sleeves and get involved and, and who's going to sort of take a backseat. I think you can kind of pick up on the personality as well. All right. Let's visit our final day tripper segment. Uh, we've heard about things to do in Freeport and Baldwin. Now, Ira, your turn to tell us how a family of five can spend uh, the day in Merrick. What do you have for us? Uh, it all depends if they're coming during our festival season, uh, if they're coming to our fall festival, uh, we open a festival bright and early in the morning. We have vendors on Merrick Avenue that we close uh, probably for about half a mile. We have a parking lot full of vendors as well. We have rides. Uh, they can meet all of our local businesses, all of our members uh, as part of the membership, get a spot at their, offer a spot at the uh, festival. They meet the local businesses. There are several people I've heard of that have found a new, a new business or a contact because they visited the festival. Uh, mom and dad can shop. We have a lot of kid-friendly uh, uh, vendors there as well. Uh, we have face painting, anything you can think of to keep them happy. Uh, we have petting zoo. We have carnival rides uh, up to kazoo. Uh, it's a full day. We have entertainment, live entertainment throughout the day. If they're coming on a different day uh, in a nicer weather, we have Norman Levy Park, which is great trails. They're open. They're open year-round. It's actually built on on an old landfill. Uh, most people don't realize it's uh, right. You enter it through the uh, sanitation uh, area. It's like I said, it's on a landfill. They actually have goats that actually keep the uh, landfill and groomed, which is a very nice tidbit. Uh, it overlooks uh, Norman Levy Park, Norman Levy Preserve, uh, overlooks the water. It's phenomenal views and great hiking trails there. Uh, and if you like golfing, we have a professionally groomed nine hole golf course on Merrick Road Park. Uh, if you're into golf, it is one of the nicest nine-hole golf courses uh, in the area on the South Shore. And it just keeps everyone happy. And restaurants are abundant from coffee shops to Italian, everything in between. You have We have seafood restaurants for right down in the water. We have to, uh, you know, we're with Freeport and Baldwin, we have to keep our seafood restaurants uh, striving. Uh, it's just an, an overabundance of restaurants that we offer for everybody, a taste for everybody. All right, I've worked in your town recently, and uh, I can uh, confer, concur. All right, guys, before we wrap up, just a couple of quick seconds for each one of you. I know that uh, you don't just work for Chambers. 
for a living. You have other jobs. Ben, I know you swing a hammer by day, but um, tell my audience a little bit about your business. So this is my 41st year in business. Uh, we're, we're located right off the Nautical Mile. We do residential and commercial building, remodeling. Uh, in addition to being part of this organization, I'm on the board for Pro Remodeling, which used to be NARI. I also sit on the zoning board in my town and Landmarks Planning Commission. And as I said earlier, I'm running for school board. So I keep busy. And as I say that, I realize why a lot of people don't get involved. People who get involved usually get involved with a lot of things. You got to kind of catch them as they're ready. But uh, I look forward to it. I actually know uh, Ira donated lunch to my company a few years back. I don't know if he remembers. And like I said, I work with uh, Jenny on the chamber. So it's great to see them. You know, it's uh, like old friends. All right, Frank, as we discussed earlier, you've got chamber in your blood, but uh, what do you do on a full-time basis? Uh, so Gallo Fresh Farms is the supermarket in Baldwin that, uh, that I'm based out of. Uh, the family has Gallo Fresh Farms and Gallo Food Supermarkets. There's two in Freeport. Uh, and we also have Compare Foods uh, in the Carolinas. Uh, we've been in the supermarket business since 1989. Uh, when I say we, I mean the generation before me, my mother, her, her siblings, and my father. And uh, we've been fortunate enough to uh, learn the business and able to continue the business. All right, Ira, what about you? Tell my audience uh, about your day job. Yep, I was in the uh, car sales for uh, quite some time. Uh, that got me involved in the chamber when we started doing commercial business and started doing the commercial sales. Uh, got us involved in the chamber. I no longer do car sales. Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife uh, and I started our homemade dog biscuit company called the Barking Biscuit LLC. Uh, we bake our own uh, dog biscuits. We're licensed and insured. Um, we got very involved with that. We started right before the pandemic when everything shut down. Uh, we thought we were going to have an issue uh, and be uh, an issue with the pandemic. Everybody stayed home. Everybody got dogs and uh, we got real busy and we keep doing it. We started doing a lot of birthday cakes, pup cakes, and uh, we, we're very involved in rescue, and every month we donate to a different animal rescue. That's fantastic. It's a good time to be a dog. Mm-hmm. All right. Special thanks to my three guests who joined me today on Chamber Chatter. Ira Ryder, you just heard from him. He's the president of the Merrick Chamber of Commerce. Ben Jackson, Freeport Chamber president. And Frank George, president of the Baldwin Chamber. Special thanks to my buddy, Dan Cox. He's the director of broadcasting here at WCWP. He's also my engineer throughout the pandemic. To my listeners, always keep your local businesses in mind when you're making purchases and utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. It's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast visit wcwp.org forward slash chamber chatter. And you can also watch this very program on YouTube. Just search WCWP Studios. Project Independence and You is coming up next. Stay safe and enjoy the weekend. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. 
To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.